Good evening. I have changed this at the last minute, is what I have done. It's a draconian war-like conspiracy that's going on. I've got to put my phone to silent or focus. Uh, do not disturb. Is he going to watch this you while we are? Um, boom. Um, yeah. Okay, y'all. I'm going to turn this down. I've got to silence my phone. We're going to read about this, you all, because this, this is wild. I never heard of this before. I haven't. So we're going to watch it. It's kind of, yeah, that's what it is. It's kind of, you know what. Kind of looks kind of gross, but I don't know why they chose that, but they did. Gina, honey, we can't hear you. I know there's something going on. There's something going on, you all. We gonna, we're going to watch this. Hello, Susan B., honey. Hello there, Christine, honey. Hello. Yeah. All right. Let me get myself on here. Erg. I'm trying to get my phone up here so I can read. Okay. I'm going to get hot up here because I, I turned off the air for this video, you all. This is, can you hear me? We got it all going on. I think we got it going on. Let's look at it. So, welcome everyone. I think we are here. We are here. Let me do this. Yeah. Hold on a second. Okay. All right, now we got it. Gina, have now I want to know how many of you have heard about the Draconian Saurian War conspiracy. I've never heard of Saur what is a Saurian? Saurian. Um, does anyone know cuz I'm not really sure what a Saurian is, but I guess Gina, why you did your face like that? I have no idea why I did it. Hello there from Kentucky. You are we going to look at this? Now look at this. We're going straight to it. You can see that this is a website. It's called a Think About Sight Aliens Draconian Saurian War Conspiracy. You know what conspiracy means? It means just that. It's a conspiracy. I want to see who a, a Saurian is. Who are the Saurians? First we got to figure out who are these Saurians because I really am wondering. Who are the Saurians? Saurians, who are they? I'm just going to say alien, okay, from outer space. Okay, we got it. We got it. You are we going to see the Saurians? They're reptilians. They're a genotype, a blue phoenix, um, reptilian, tracking down the origins of the reptilians. And I guess they're like a... Oh, wow. A Kelpian predator theory, the Saurians. The only alien species shown in the trailer other than the Kelpian. Reptiles are, the mo are mostly predators. Saru overcomes the differences. So now we know what one looks like. Okay. Okay, we got it. 
we're talking about predators right there um, would you like to see the discovery Sar Sarian added to the STO perfect world so this is a what if that's the real image of a Sarian what if it is you all hello there Joe vibes and pure energy is pure energy what if okay so we got that all right we got it now let's look at this you all this is the conspiracy one so the draconian saurian war conspiracy by x-file the prologue the information that you are about to read has been extracted from the following text files Crimran, the cosmo documents behold a pale horse the dulce s4 documents the alien type lists the internet frequently asked question documents the picnic 2 documents the cooper documents and the matrix so we've got a lot that is um showing up files followed by an asterisk denote the bbs uh, available material this data was produced at a great cost on the part of countless researchers patriots freedom fighters and truth seekers this is our kind of uh, article these individuals have risked much sometimes their very lives to bring this information to light and much of the material you're about to read has been kept from the eyes of humanity from the eyes of humanity you all Gina honey get out of the way okay you all I'm gonna get out of the way this report briefly details the two most basic schools of thought prominently supported by ufologists regarding the nature and origins of UFOs and their non-human occupants here we go Primus Invaderus who are the draconians and the saroids saroids the reptoids the draconians sources the internet the alien frequently asked files they are a reptilian race from draco bent on conquest they are said to be controlling the greys by means of an implant the same one that the greys are implanting into humans they are also said to be the masterminds behind the abduction plans their master plan involves you you are going to have to we're going to you want to do you want to see the pictures yourself you all because we can make sure you see it yourself you can you can look at me reading you can look at me reading with the screen or you can just look at the screen itself the screen itself if you'd rather see the words on there that'd be fine if you want to look like it like this and I can read it that'd be fine too so their master plan involves using the newly created half-breeds with implants to defeat the confederation of humans Wow this refers Draco refers to the constellation Draconius the source for this one is the alien type lists Alpha Draconians 
are reptilian beings who are said to have established colonies in Alpha Draconis. Hello, Applebrook's honey. Like all reptilians, they claim to have originated on Terra thousands of years ago, which fact they used to justify their attempt to retake the Earth for their own. They are apparently a major part of a planned invasion, which is eventually turning from covert infiltration to over-invasion draconian. We have the chameleons. They're reptilians genetically bred to enable themselves to appear human. These are alleged infiltrators, which can look remarkably human outwardly, although retaining their reptilian and or neosaurian internal organs. Often described as bulging, appearing bulged eye, with scaly, hairless skin behind their disguise. Once report, one report alleged that the chameleons may utilize artificial lenses to conceal their split, their slit pupil iris. Some claim that they are genetically bred mercenaries in a planned invasion take over of the human society. See that? They got a plan, they're mercenaries in a planned invasion takeover of human society. That's a draconian. Then we have the Nagarayan or the Nagas. We remember the Nagas. Also referred to as the Reptoids, the Reptons, the Homo Saurus or Lizard Men, or the Large Nosed Greys. They play a significant role in the legends of India and Tibet where they are considered by some to be demonical in nature. Um, you can see right here, we're going to read it. They are described as being seven foot tall and of various colors. They're grotesque, but most often they're moldy greenish with scaled crocodilian skin. Allegedly, they descended from a branch of bipedal saroids which existed thousands of years ago on Earth and via the mutation and natural selection developed the brain-body coordination, which was necessary to develop a technology. Some species still reportedly retain a visible tail, much, although much atrophied from their supposedly extinct Saurian ancestors. After an alleged ancient battle with early high-tech human societies, they were supposedly driven into underground networks or to off-planet bases. So, we're looking at the Saroids, the Greys. Now, this is the source, the Internet Alien Files. Y'all, you just tuning in, we're reading this about this. I don't even know what this is called, but it's called something. You are we going to read it. We are reading it. The most commonly seen gray is around two to four feet tall. Two feet. Wow. Very slender and delicate looking. They're small beings and lightweight, extremely penetrating black slanted eyes with no pupils. Most vestigial mouth and nose 
a very large head with a pointed chin. The skin colors vary from dark gray to a light gray, tan to tannish gray, white to pale white, and they have no hair on their bodies. Another commonly seen gray is described similarly as above, except they're usually six inches taller, and they seem to give the orders. A variation of this same described individual is the same as above, except eyes like big black buttons and are rounded. Another type of gray is the small robot-like being, stocky and a little, with a smooth rounded hat on top, with dark deep set holes for eyes, and a round O-shaped mouth. They have a square breastplate with concentric circles on it. They smell like burnt match heads, mushroom gray skin, and these grays are often said to act as a security guard. If you're just tuning in, there are other variations. Are, they're described as um, reptilian-like with claws. They got claws and praying mantis-like. There have also been many reports of crossbreeds that are not exactly human and not exactly gray. So now we got the reptic. Now we're going to talk about the reptic. Uh, okay. The source of the alien type list, the reticulans, apparently a major center of Saurian activity and possibly controlled human slaves. You are, this is serious what we're reading. Uh, it seems like they're giving us an overview of these species right now, but there is a battle going on and we need to know what's going on. We really do. <sighs> Apparently, a major center of Saurian activity and possibly controlled human slaves. This is a region where a large percentage of the gray type Sauroids, such as encountered by Betty and Barney Hill, oh, and other abductees emanate. Rectil reticulans. They encountered them, Betty and Barney Hill. This binary or double-starred system may be the center of interstellar gray activity. Much of the implant control scenarios originally, uh, allegedly originated from the reticulin saroids, as well as from the apparently high-ranking saroid species in Boots and Draconis, as well as their subterranean counterparts beneath the Earth's surface. You, you know we got them under the surface, you while well, we do. There's something else called a railroid. These are Saurian gray type entities which are apparently somewhat taller than the usually encountered grays, yet with extremely thin rail-like torsals and limbs, yet very strong draconian. Now we have seen... In some of these videos, when the, the screen has been slowed down, the frames, we have seen real thin-like torsos and limbs. Thin-like arms. We've seen them. Really thin. Their legs, their arms. They're called the rail, railoids. Hello. So, um, let's see this one right here, you all. There is a Krim Ram 2. Let's listen to the UFOs. 
the majority, the majority of the UFOs are piloted by beings of hominoid form, yet definitely not human. They are often referred to as the greys and is generally three and a half to four and a half feet tall, possessing reptilian skin and features and are extremely intelligent, yet unimaginably evil and dangerous. Nature, which is hidden behind facades of false benevolence. There is a false benevolence out there of these grays. They're hominoid forms because um, they got reptilian skin and features and they are extremely intelligent, but unimaginably evil and dangerous, uh, which their nature is hidden behind facades of false benevolence. Benevolence means really nice. Yeah, pretty sweet. These creatures which has fed upon the very souls of men throughout the ages and which have influenced human history in an extremely destructive way while at the same time remaining just outside the range of human detection, you all, and which are the most extreme threat ever to face humanity, a threat which is magnified by their extremely elusive and chameleon nature. You've been getting chat areas. There's all kinds of stuff going on. You all. Now we got the invasion ceremony. Invasion scenario. The OH. Krill and Cooper's conspiracy theories. Look at this. This is um, from Krill 2 text. The Krill document. This is confidential. A situation report on our acquisition of advanced technology and interaction with alien cultures by O.H. Krill. Observations by a visiting Nordic. In October of 1987, the UFO researcher George Andrews was successfully able to contact one of the Nordics not associated with the Greys through a woman in California. What follows are the comments made by the alien. So this is the conversation. Were you a culture about to invade, you would not do it with a flourish of ships showing up in the heavens and undergo risk of being fired upon. That's the type of warfare slightly less evolved beings get into. You would create, this is what they said, you would create intense confusion and disagreement with only inference inferences to your presence so they're going to create intense confusion and disagreement with their inferences to their presence inferences which would in turn cause controversial disagreements they're talking about they would cause some disagreements and stuff if they were going to invade this is what they would do they said the grays are insidious insidious little fiends they did exactly to us what they're doing here. This is what a Nordic said. They're doing it to you. You are not on the verge of an invasion. You are not in the middle of an invasion. The invasion has already taken place. It's merely in its final stages. What would you invade? Here he describes the operational plan of the Greys from the beginning. You would go to the most secret of communities within a society. In the case of the United States, you would go and you would infiltrate the CIA. 
you would take over some of them and you would take over part of the KGB. You would create great dissension and disagreement between factions of the public at large. Some groups saying they have seen UFOs, others saying, no, no, this is not possible. You would involve two major countries in an ongoing idiotic philosophical disagreement so that while the Soviet Union and the United States constantly battle back and forth about who has which piece of territory or whether one invades Iran or whether one invades Afghanistan or whatever, whether one dismantles one nuclear warhead or one other dismantles another group of warheads, you would just sit back and you would laugh if you had the capacity to laugh. You would also you would also present yourself indeed to some in a group who would protect you like the CIA or the Majestic Twelve, thinking they had a secret, more secret and more perfect knowledge of something than anyone else on the planet had. And they would covet you and you would trust their own greed and you would trust trust their own mass stupidity to trap them and you do it on both sides then you would show yourself to some of the mass populace to further involve factions of the government in attempt to shut them up to keep them even more busy quieting them and trying to stop more information about the ufos from getting out you would have mass populace to a state where they distrusted the government. Oh, why don't, you, why don't they believe us? Why can't they understand that these things are already happening? We're not crazy. So you would have battles constantly about whether UFOs exist or they don't exist. You would have the public and the government at each other's throats. You would set two major superpowers at each other's throats, and you would have set up groups like the haves and the haves not, the wealthy but contented. You would plant the seeds of massive discontent. Eventually, you might show, you might have some show of ships landing in the 1990s, one or two. By the time they had landed, be assured they will be in complete control. You will start doing crossbreeds and more crossbreeds generation after generation. This is what you would do. So we're looking at this thing, you all. This is called, um, let me get up to it. I got to get back to it. I'm on a website. The Draconian Sarian War Conspiracy, and this was one. This was in, look at the, look at the, look at this timestamp. 2012, December the 16th of 2012 is when this article was written. Just like that, good evening. Let's go to two. We, I think we can read the two, the second one. I think we can. If we can get over to it, we're going to see if we can. Um... Let me get over to the second one because I want to read it. They really do. If they'll let me read it. Where are they? Okay, I got it. Right here. The Draconian Sarian War Conspiracy. This is March the 14th of 2020. 
now we've got this picture right here which is I was going to show that one but then I kept looking for where's part one this is part two right here look at those statues look at that okay so we've seen these before the draconian Sarian war conspiracy the invasion scenario continued you would bribe the government with a few tidbits a Star Wars system you tease and you tempt the Soviet Union with a laser system far finer than any of their own scientists could think of and you always had the subtle inference just on the borderline of consciousness so that the UFOs don't seem to be believable yet you keep it couched in secrecy and make it seem quite so insane that no one would believe them and then on top of that you would unleash forces that would want to kill them UFO contactees if they disclose that the CIA is dealing with the exact same things the contact victim is see you would just you'd want to kill them maybe one or two hundred years from now some of the grays will even physically mingle and you may have some creatures walking around who are pretty much hybrids between grays and your own race for now anything that walks around will look much like yourselves it's simpler it holds down on mass planet panic everyone who has experiences with them which is the grays will be at odds with the government to add to that we will go into a complete phase of earthquake after earthquake and upheaval after upheaval then the inner core of the CIA is deeply controlled by the grays the CIA sees interaction with the grays as a path to greater scientific achievement one reason you are seeing so many different kinds of UFOs is that the other cultures are watching with extreme interest now this is a Nordic talking these are questions and then a Nordic is telling somebody about you know if you were to go to war this is what happens because they had already went to the Nordics trying to defeat the Nordics these grays and it's the biggest threat that we face he said scientists um, from other cultures arrive to watch the grays have not only taken over the intelligent agencies but they have also taken over what those agencies call lunatic fringe groups well that's what the Nordic had to say the source of this also makes the following commentary the ultimate evil is that masked form of psychological complacency that leads one to adhere to a group philosophy rather than eke out one's own horizons as soon as you acquire an awareness of a so-called chosen special group you are on the way to a fall there's many a people say we are the chosen we are the chosen ones I've heard it all my life I have that is the seed of destruction in any society and any culture and it leaves it vulnerable it will be the eventual undoing of the grays as well they see not their era it is the very weakness they seize upon that is their own inherent weakness to try and change a gray or a cultish type of star person or a CIA member is 
futile. It will happen, but all in its own good time. It is the spirit that makes anyone stand up and disagree with something that is untrue and incorrect that will be the thorn in the side of the greys and the other forces that have allied, allied with them. If you're just tuning in, we're reading this invasion. During the occupation, the greys, during the occupation of the greys, they have established quite a number of underground bases all over the world is what they've done. Let me get an image of the greys now because um, I did have one and I just uh, removed it. But I'm going to pull the one of the gray. The Who's other? This is the war. The war that's going on, you all. It, where was I? I was uh, right here. Right here. Now This is the one right here now. We're on this, the second part right here. See them? Yeah, Gina, we see them. Okay, we got them. During the occupation of the Greys, they have established quite a number of underground bases all over the world, especially in the United States. One such base, among others in the same state, is under Archuleta Mesa, which is about 2.5 miles northwest of Dulce, New Mexico. Details about that base have came across by the way of two sources. The first source is by the way of an abduction of a woman and her son who witnessed the pickup of a calf for the extraction of biological materials. In May of 1980, the most interesting case occurred in northern New Mexico. A mother and her son were driving through a rural highway near Samarin when they observed two craft in the process of abducting a calf. Both of them were abducted and they were taken on separate craft to the underground installation where the woman witnessed the mutilation of the calf. It was alleged that she also observed vats containing body parts that were floating in a liquid and another vat containing the body of a male human. The woman was subjected to an exam and it was further alleged that some small metallic objects were implanted into her body as well as in her son's body. More than one source has confirmed and has informed us that CAT scans have confirmed the presence of these implants. The above extract is from a transcript of a conversation between Jim McCampbell and Dr. Paul Benowitz. On July the 13th of 1984, Benowitz reports that through regressive hypnosis of the mother and the child required only in about 30% of abduction cases and his own follow-up investigation, including communications received via his computer terminal, which are ostensibly from a UFO-related source. He was able to determine the location of the underground facility. It is a kilometer underground beneath Archuleta Mesa on the Jicarilla Apache Indian Reservation near Dulce, New Mexico. Since 1976, one of the areas of the U.S. hardest hit by mutilations. Benowitz's information is that the installation is operated jointly as part of of an ongoing program of cooperation between the U.S. government and the EBs.
You are. We're reading um, the invasion is what we're reading. Okay, that's what we're reading. And this is podcast. This is story time with Gina. And uh, I'm mainly just reading and we're just going to leave it at that. So, there are also underground bases at Kirkland Air Force Base and Holman Air Force Base as well as at scores of other bases around the world, including Bent Waters, England. Back to the base under discussion. Am I talking too loud, you all? I could be getting myself a little excited if I'm talking too loud. Um, I'll tone it down. I will. <laughs> yeah, I know I get a little excited. But it, it is exciting reading it. That's right. So we'll go right here. Alrighty, we got this. Back to the base under discussion. After Benowitz briefed Air Force officials on what he had found, a trip to the area revealed the following data. The base is 2.5 miles northwest of Dulce and almost overlooks the town. There is a level highway 36 feet wide going into the area. It is a government road. One can see telemetry, trailers, and buildings that are five-sided with a dome. Next to the domes, a black limousine was noted, a CIA vehicle. These, limo these limos will run you off the road if you try to get into the area. To the north, there is a launch site. There are two wrecked ships there. They are 36 feet long with wings, and one can see oxygen and hydrogen tanks. These ships that we got out of the trade are atomic-powered with plutonium pellets. Refueling the plutonium is accomplished at Los Alamos. The base has been there since 1948. End of part three. Now here's part four. The Draconian Asarian War Conspiracy, the invasion scenario continued. Some of the disks are piloted by the NSA. The base is 4,000 feet long and helicopters are going in and out all the time. When it became known that Benowitz was familiar with this, the mutilations in the area stopped. In 1979, something happened around the base, and it was temporarily closed. There was an argument over weapons, and our people were chased out. The aliens killed 66 of our people, and 44 got away. One of the people who in fact got away was a CIA agent who, before leaving, made some notes took some photos and videotapes and went into hiding. He has been in hiding ever since, and every six months he contacts each of the five people that he left copies of the material with. His instructions were that if he missed four successive contacts, the people could do whatever they wanted with the material. This looks like this is, um, they could do whatever they wanted to with the material. This agent calls an individual known to MUFON. Somehow, 
A description of the Dulcie Papers was issued and received in December of 1987 by many researchers. The Dulcie Papers were composed of 25 black and white photos, a videotape with no dialogue, and a set of papers that included technical information regarding the jointly occupied U.S. alien facility one kilometer beneath the Archuleta Mesa near Dulce, New Mexico. The facility still exists and is currently operational. It is believed that there are four additional facilities of the same type, one being located a few miles southeast of Groom Lake, Nevada. Um, what's this? The Cooper Magic Document? Source Magic Text, Top Secret Magic, Executive Correspondent, Executive Briefing, Madge Aquarius, Project Grudge Aquarius, Top Secret Magic, Graphic of Fend Rocket Explode, Enclosed in Circle Bisected Vertically by Dashes. Attention, this document was prepared by Maggi. Maggi is solely responsible for its subject matter. Document Control Econ 0001, Classified MJ1 Magi, Declassify on Exempt, Top Secret Magic, Project Aquarius, Top Secret Orcon, Pro Ward. Grudge contains 16 volumes of documented information collected from the beginning of the United States investigation of unidentified flying objects, UFOs, and Identify Alien Crafts, IAC. The project was originally established in 1953 by order of President Eisenhower under the control of the CIA and the Magi. In 1960, the project's name was changed from Project Sign to Project Aquarius. The project was funded by the CIA confidential funds, not appropriated. The project assumed full responsibility for the investigation and intelligence of UFO IACs. December 1969, after Project Grudge, Blue Book was closed. The purpose of Project Aquarius was to collect all scientific, technological, medical, and intelligence information from UFO IAC sightings and contacts with alien life forms. This orderly file of collected information has been used to advance the United States Space Program. Top Secret Orcon the preceding briefing is a historical account of the United States government's investigation of aerial phenomenon, recovered alien aircraft, and contracts with extraterrestrial life forms. Top Secret Magic, the projects under the Project Aquarius. Top Secret Orcon, Project Plato, Pro Ward Aquarius, originally established as part of Project Sign in 1954. Its mission was to establish diplomatic relations with aliens. This project was successful when mutually acceptable terms were agreed upon. These terms involved the exchange of technology for the secrecy of alien presence and non-interference in alien affairs. Aliens agreed to provide Magi with a list of human contacts on a periodic basis. This project is continuing at a site in New Mexico. So, um, let's see how long we've been on here. You are. That's, um, 
I'm going to end that at, at chapter, at the fifth one. I mean, it gets really long. There, there's a lot of these. We're on five. It goes up to eleven. Five to eleven. It's got like, yeah, it's got that many more left, you all. So we're probably going to stop it at there and follow up again tomorrow with it because there's a lot. You don't got no um, thing. So we can see, we'll just go over the ones that we just looked at. We just looked at this. The Dracon We read this. The Draconian Saurian War Conspiracy. You bribe the government with a few tidbits, a Star Wars system. You tease them. You tempt them. The Soviet Union with lasers. And, and then we did this one right here. The Draconian Saurian War Conspiracy. Classification. The Magi controlled. Highest security classification. Huh, which one was this? We did not get into that one right there. But this is um, the highest security classification in the nation. Majestic One, Director of Majestic, the Director of the CIA, usually Majestic One, and reports only to the President. Other members of the Majestic are designed Majestic 2, 3, 4, etc. This is why Majestic 12 cannot be used as a name for the control group as it would cause confusion and meaning. It is referring to the Majestic 12, the person or Majestic 12, the group. Any reference to Majestic 12 is to a person and nothing else. This is why any document returning to the Majestic 12 as a group is wrong. It's wrong, you all. It's totally wrong. Oh, I've already started reading that. See their eyeballs? See that? Magi controlled. That's why they can't do it. That's why. Majestic 1. I called them the Magi. This Majestic 12 is one person. Any reference uh, any reference to Majestic 12 is to a person and nothing else. This is why any document referring to Majestic 12 as a group is wrong. Blue Beam, the first project responsible for reaction and recovery of downed crash alien craft and alien or aliens. This was an Air Force Material Command project. Sign, the second project responsible for the collection of intelligence and determining whether an alien presence was constituted a threat to the national security. Sign absorbed the blue beam the blue team. This was an Air Force CIA project, you all. The grudge, the overall referral. The overall project with the same mission as sign. Grudged absorbed sign. Grudge is the pro ward for Aquarius. So we have two that got swallowed up. We have the blue beam that got swallowed up by sign. We got sign that got swallowed up by grudged. Um, we got Aquarius that swallowed up all the others. The third and final project, the Aquarius absorbed all previous projects funded by the CIA confidential non-appropriated funds. And the purpose of the project Aquarius is to collect all the scientific, technological, medical, and all of that. It began under sign but was taken over by the NSA. All projects connected with the aliens are now intelligence community controlled, you all, is what they are. 
Sigma was tasked with communicating with the aliens and this operation was successful. Plato was established to form the diplomatic relations with the alien life forms and this project was successful. This project is ongoing. Pounce, this project was formed to recover all down crash aliens and craft. This project provided cover stories and operations to mask the true endeavor when necessary. Covers which have been used, crashed experimental aircraft, construction, mining, etc. This project has been successful and this project is ongoing. Pluto, established to evaluate all UFO IAC information pertaining to space technology. This project is ongoing and Pluto is the pro ward for Pounce. Red Light, this mission was to test fly recovered alien crafts. This project was postponed after every attempt resulted in the destruction of the craft and the death of the pilots. This project was carried out at Area 51 in Nevada, Groom Lake, and some flights were performed at Dreamland. Project Red Light was resumed in 1972. This project has been partially successful. UFO sightings of crafts accompanied by black helicopters are Project Red Light assets. This project is ongoing at Area 51. Snowbird, established as cover for Project Red Light. A flying saucer type craft was built using conventional technology. It was unveiled to the press and flown in public on several occasions. The purpose was to explain the accidental sightings or disclosures of Red Light as having been the Snowbird craft. This was very successful disinformation operation. This project is only activated when needed. It has not been used for many years. This project is currently in mothballs until needed again. This is another reason that Moore's information is fraudulent. Luna, code name from the Alien Underground Base. This base is alien controlled and Delta alien protected. Luna is the ongoing in New Mexico. Alien detachments exist at Dreamland and at Area 51. The far side of the moon is an alien base on the dark side of the moon where large machines were sighted by the Apollo astronauts. It is believed to be a mining operation. NRO, National Recon Organization, based at Fort Carson, Colorado, responsible for the security for all alien and alien craft connected projects. Use unmarked black helicopters for all alien or alien craft connected ongoing. Delta, security teams from NRO, especially trained to provide alien task projects, Luna Security. Men in Black, this project is ongoing. Gabrielle, the project was tasked with the developing of a low frequency pulse sound generator. It was determined that the alien weapons and craft would be vulnerable to this weapon. It is questionable whether this project exists today. It was derived from the technology captured from Germany during and after World War II. Boom. My contacts have verified its previous existence but cannot verify whether it is ongoing or has been terminated. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it at part five. You are, that's a lot of reading. That, yes, a lot, Gina. So, it's an invasion, the draconian. Who are, who are we got this going on? 
the Traconian Sarian War Conspiracy. And um, it's kind of interesting. You see the black helicopter special ops. That's right. Mmm. Who got terminated, Tracy Welsh, honey? Yeah. Um, don't know. That is kind of interesting, you all. I probably should, um, probably should do something about it. I'm going to do something about it. I did. Okay, got it. All right, you all. So I am going to go. I'm going to turn on that air conditioning. So with that being said, you all, thank you for your comments. Thank you, moderators. And um, hello, wherever you are in any part of the world. Hello from my heart to yours. Love you. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. It's 48 minutes. Now it is 49 minutes long. Have 